Welcome to Energy Efficiency Markets Podcast, where we provide news and analysis about energy efficiency, markets, and trends. This is Lisa Cohn. Today's guests on EnergyEfficiencyMarkets.com are Lauren Faber, West Coast Political Director for the Environmental Defense Fund, and Lauren Navarro, Senior Policy Manager um, for Clean Energy for EDF. They're here to tell us about California's new package of bills aimed at fighting climate change, including an effort to double the energy efficiency of existing buildings. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at energyefficiencymarkets.com to get an early jump in prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's energyefficiencymarkets.com. Hi, Lauren and Lauren. Hello. Hi, thanks for joining us. So um, we're mostly interested in the energy efficiency aspects, but if you can give us kind of an an overall view of uh, what's happening here in California in terms of this package of bills, that would be great. Sure, Lisa. This is Lauren Faber. Um, You know, we're really excited about what we saw announced last week. Um, Setting long-term greenhouse gas targets is a really important driver for unleashing all the different economic strategies to to come forward to meet that challenge. And that is about cleaning up our electricity grid. That is about cutting our petroleum use, the the greatest source of greenhouse gas emissions in California. And of course, there's always, always more left on the table in energy efficiency, especially in the built environment. So so there's a, a big package of bills. So tell me which ones relate to energy efficiency. Well, there was a specific bill that was introduced by Senator De Leon, he's the President Pro Tem of the Senate, that is SB 350. It set out three key targets. The first is to increase the renewables in our electricity production by to 50% of our total uh, production. Mm-hmm. The second is to cut our petroleum consumption in the state by 50%. And the third is to double the energy efficiency in existing buildings. There were a number of other bills um, and initiatives introduced last week that include um, ensuring that there is that everything that we that we are doing to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, including the energy efficiency piece, really focuses on zeroes in on what the economic opportunities are, how we're really ensuring there are jobs being created in California. Now. Doubling the energy efficiency of existing buildings, that sounds to me like it could be expensive. Can you say something about that? Sure. And Lauren, feel free to jump in here. You know, we know that energy efficiency is really the the least cost option when we're looking at how do we reduce our electricity consumption. And so there are a number of ways to ensure these types of strategies pay off. And actually, what we're excited about is looking at what the different financing mechanisms are to help, you know, really unlock the energy efficiency that, that has yet to come forward in building. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what, something that the bill looks to do? Is that something that you're suggesting that it does? It sounds like the bill is already in place, actually. That's a great question. Well, you know, the bill is in place and that it was introduced. However... Uh, it's it's really just the starting point. This is putting out a blueprint. We've got really the the rest of the year and and through the summer to hammer out any additional details across any aspects of the bill that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So you know I don't know yet whether that could lay out some of the specific financing strategies 
so, you know, that is certainly something that we would be interested in seeing. We're seeing lots of successful programs out there like CASE really taking off in California and uh, the Public Utilities Commission really starting to design out other on-bill finance and on-bill repayment programs as well. So um, does the bill say how it would reduce, um, how it would uh, improve efficiency by 50% in existing buildings? The bill right now, as I said, is is really the, the starting point. And I think from now to the summertime, you will see a number of stakeholders coming forward to help flesh out the bill or we could see a situation where the bill really is setting out the standard and then looking to the relevant agencies to develop out the implementation plan. And so will you be involved in that and, and pushing for um, new financing or you know some of these innovative financing mechanisms? And this is really Lauren's bag, but that is something that EDF, we pay a lot of attention to, is how do we really unlock um, new financing mechanisms such that clean energy, energy efficiency is accessible to all Californians. Because mm-hmm. it seems like 50%, it just seems ambitious to me, and you don't think it is. I think that if anyone has proven how it can be done, it is in California. We have the importance of setting out those long-term targets out to 2030, a 15-year program, seeing that there's a real signal to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and looking across all the different options, energy efficiency has to be the first place to look. Right. Um, so you're, this is a, I, I didn't ask, so in the bill, it's a 15-year program? Yeah, these targets are set for 2030. Um, now, aside from the mechani- the financing mechanism, is, is there anything new or particularly effective in California in terms of EE that you'd want to be kind of front and center in this effort? I'd, I'd like to add to that. Um, one of the things that the uh, California Energy Commission has done over the past few years is to include in its standards um, that, uh, and this is for new buildings, um, that, that they would be ready for demand response and able to receive signals to do things like temporarily uh reduce their lighting or air conditioner load, um, even in small amounts that residents may not even notice. Um, this is something that could be done in existing buildings so that they are ready, um, they're getting a response ready, and that would give another uh, revenue stream to the owners and tenants of those buildings as well. Aha. Uh-huh. So that is that part of this bill, or is that something else? That's new buildings. It's not... Well, that's for new buildings, but it's something that could be done through this bill for existing buildings as well. Oh, I see what that you're saying. That is a great point. This is this is just a reminder of the various types of implementation strategies mm-hmm. that California is already starting to pursue that could absolutely be applied to existing buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, the standards that we have to date have really pushed the ball, not just in California, but outside of California. And so the fact that new buildings are required to be demand response ready is something that we'd really like to see the technologies be put in place in existing buildings. That's mm-hmm. a great point. And, and what size are we talking about? Well, the existing standards are for commercial, um, for larger buildings. Oh. Uh, so this is something um, that you can imagine being in residential buildings as well. Wow. In the next 15 years, you think that you could also do that? 
I think it would be a really important element to include. You know, a lot of these technologies are already, you know, this would be off-the-shelf technology mm-hmm. that it just is a no-brainer to be putting in place now. And as, of course, over the course of those 15 years, we're going to see new things come forward to make it even easier. Um, so, and I think that you brought up the demand response in, in response to my question about what's some of the most effective things you can do in California. So it sounds like demand response would be top on your list. It would be. It's a very important technology to an approach to reducing um, stress on the electricity grid and to integrating renewable resources, which, of course, um, with the package, we're going to have more of uh, with the 50% target. Mm Yeah, that is a, a really important point is, you know, this this package where we're looking at increasing renewables and increasing efficiency, it really is about the whole system, you know, a system where demand-side resources like demand response and storage provide these services that keep costs down, keep pollution down, and, and really help assist bringing other resources like renewables and efficiency together. Mm-hmm. Now, did you mention just now store, energy storage? As a type of demand side option, absolutely. Um, can you talk a little bit more about um, where energy storage would fit in? Sure, Lauren. You know, jump in here. Uh, you know, we see that it's a, a very important um, component to uh, sort of fully fleshed out demand side portfolio is to ensure that the cleanest energy that is available on the grid be able to be stored and accessed when those renewables are perhaps not online. Mm-hmm. And this is really part of knitting it all together. Um, so when you say the cleanest energy can be stored, what do you mean? Um, did you have something in mind? Because I think you said not renewables. Well, so an important component that we see in California is that we have a lot of clean energy in the form of solar resources in the middle of the day some of it more than we need. So if we can really capture that mm-hmm. and make sure that it's available at other times, that really helps uh, knit it all together. Mm-hmm. That's also something that um, demand response can help us address when the cleaner energy resources are not online. Mm-hmm. Um, so is any of this laid out in the bill right now, or is this, again, what you hope will happen to, um, to the bill? We think that this is going to be the conversation that we see ahead. Again, this was really to, um, you know, kind of shot across the bow, bring stakeholders together, stakeholders across the whole electricity space, uh, the clean energy space, those that are really looking to figure out how we reduce greenhouse gases, how we bring the cleanest forms of, of energy and the most modern grid forward in California, um, ensuring that there's reliability, and that is, I think, the really exciting conversation mm-hmm. that we're going to be seeing. And, you know, I, I see California as a leader in all of this. Is anyone, um, do you expect that um, some of this will be replicated in other states? We're already seeing some of it um, start to take hold in other states. But certainly, you know, this we have countless examples of, particularly in the electricity space, the 
the work, the advances that California has made being not just emulated by other states, but actually really being adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Lauren, we, as you know, your team works across a number of states. We're seeing it really flourish, aren't we? Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna say that the way that our program is structured, we have um, programs working um, in nine key states, including California, so that they can provide um, a tipping point for other states um, and, and evolve the whole uh, economy. And starting with the states mm-hmm. towards the cleaner energy future. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying that California's. You mean following California's example could be a tipping point? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, they all of these states. This, yes, um, and they follow California's example, um, and we learn from them too. Uh, it's 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 really um, an ecosystem and how the states work together. Mm-hmm. With California being very uh, far out front, so that we provide an example, as you know, not only to the other states but to other nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a world leader and innovator. Right. Well, and there's and there's plenty of things to try, right? There's plenty of strategies to try and plenty of technologies to deploy. And some states are moving faster in some areas than others. And so we really get to test out a lot of these exciting strategies um, and see as successes are taking hold that there are other opportunities outside of those states. And so California, of course, has been working on this for a long time, but we're really seeing other states like um you know, uh, New York and elsewhere really be bold in in how they're looking at modernizing it for the next generation of electricity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, really interesting, and we'll be sure to follow this. Um, as now, what's the best way to follow this um, whole effort? That's a great question. There's sort of the the wonky version of the answer and the less wonky version, I suppose. And so. There, there's going to be plenty of legislative activity happening. There are going to be hearings across the Senate and the Assembly. There are going to be a number of votes that we're going to be seeing. I'm sure there are going to be um, roundtables and conferences that will be held um, and inviting you know, the utilities, inviting all the clean energy service providers, the new technologies, the third parties that are coming together, um, and of course, the environmental groups, labor groups, um, a number of you know, the uh, consumer groups, we're all looking to see how we put this system together. So I think that there'll be a number of conversations inside and outside of Sacramento to ensure that this bill is a true success. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at energyefficiencymarkets.com to get an early jump in prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's energyefficiencymarkets.com.